The Tale of Kuzin Zalag, The Golden Light of Sunglory Hi everyone, All Things D&D is back with another story. It really is a testament to a great D&D campaign when your party manages to ascend to godhood. Most of my campaigns never even come close to that level, but I love hearing about those amazing multi-year campaigns. Listen to this story and tell us about your incredible campaigns. Our tale begins in the Church of Lathander, in a small backwater town named Fom. Kuzin was a follower of Lathander, raised from birth as a child of Lathander, a child left on the church's doorstep, into an influential figure of the community. He led sermons, helped their problems, and was all around a paragon of the community. As both an Azimar and a sorcerer with an affinity for light magic, he was well respected by many of his brothers and sisters in the church, although he felt a bit controlled at times by his superiors. Everything was well for Kuzin and his church, until Fom was besieged by plague-ridden undead led by a demonic herald of pestilence. As the town fought to defend itself, Kuzin wished to fight by their side. It was his belief that he wielded the light of Lathander itself, and that it was meant to be used to defend the people. The rest of the church, seeing Kuzin as too valuable to lose in such a battle, were able to convince him to take refuge with them in the church's cellar. The town's defenses fell not long after the clergyman made it inside inadvertently causing a statue to fall and block the only exit. For two months, Kuzin waited in the dark. For rescue or death, he really didn't know. However, the food stores were limited, and the rest of the priests refused food, choosing for him to have it instead. Up until they all had starved to death, leaving Kuzin trapped with their bodies in deafening silence that lasted until the sounds of battle could be heard overhead. Kuzin tried to make himself heard, pounding on the trap door and shouting for someone, anyone, to hear him. The sounds faded to nothing, but Kuzin found himself saved by the Archbishop of Lathander's church, Assyrian, who was traveling with a party of adventurers to cleanse the town. Assyrian told Kuzin he was looking for him specifically, which was surprising, as Kuzin had thought he was relatively unknown to the heads of the church in Vardenfell, but Assyrian brought him to the party to better protect him, before vanishing quickly after. Kuzin then met everyone, a gnome wizard, Sog, a kobold barbarian, Mokol, a human druid, Iwan, and an elf ranger, Kinthur. They were there to remove the blight from the town and return an elf woman to her ancestral home after saving her from a shadow cold. Kuzin's light magic proved a pretty effective boon against the cold, making them a bit more manageable. The elf woman turned out to be a werewolf, and the cult managed to steal her away to turn her into some form of demonic werewolf. They were unfortunately successful, and it was nearly permanent. However, the party was able to reverse the transformation and save her. The reward turned out to be the town itself, being granted lordship of it as well as the ability to use it as their base of operations. Before the party could rebuild, however, the druid made a deal with the Fae to restore the forest that was also contaminated. The Fae answered this request by speeding up time by 230 years, while putting all inside the elf's home in a form of stasis. When the effects subsided, the forest was much larger and had reclaimed Fom, and was home to incredibly deadly wildlife. However, the party managed to carve out a safe haven for themselves, and even began to restore the town. While restoration efforts were underway, the party got word that the Church of Lathander had become more and more radical and zealous, believing all non-human races were inferior, and an affront to their god. This contrast with how Kuzin remembered them led to a fair bit of internal conflict, causing him to lose his faith more and more, until he denounced it altogether. It seems almost like fate saw fit to intervene here, it seemed. For a long time, Kuzin believed himself to be an actual child of Lathander, rather than the chital his church would use for orphans left on their door. However, by complete accident, with a homebrew wild magic table, Kuzin had a chance meeting with his real father. Amanater, which actually almost killed the party just with that act alone. 
Amanater was happy to see Kuzin, as a father would be upon reuniting with his long-lost son. Kuzin had many questions, not many of which Amanater was able or willing to answer. However, he did instill in Kuzin a new purpose. Attaining Godhood According to his father, Kuzin had until the summer solstice in three months to find a lost temple and become a fully-fledged god of the sun, lest he be too corrupted by material influences to properly ascend. This led to a time of recovering from shock for Kuzin, as he had pretty much found out his whole life up to that point was a lie and sparked a period of self-discovery. He found out the church had taken him away and rewrote his memories, making him believe he had been with them since he was young. He also began putting resources into finding this abandoned temple, though since he dared not go it alone, he wasn't able to make much headway. During this time, he also began a relationship with the only other Azamar known to the group, Misty, who was a celestial who had also suffered from misplaced memories. Party members came and went, Kinthur leaving to go on their own adventures, and the party was met with Sylvia, a Knoll paladin who was searching for her family. They adventured for a time and eventually ran afoul of a group of necromancer bards and had a big fight with them in the skeleton of a giant dragon. At the tail end of the fight, Mokol, who had actually become a Sphinx warlock, fun homebrew subclass sparked by a wedding, was hit with a power word kill. However, his patrons swapped places with him to take the spell and die, only surviving because Kuzin was able to get to her just in time to cast Revivify. We finished Sylvia's arc by finding a way back in time so she could save her mothers, buffed to the nine hells and back so she could rip and tear through the soldiers like a hot knife through butter. This ended up messing with the timeline, because we had a lot of fun messing with time the first go-around, and Sylvia became a barbarian fighter instead of a paladin. The party's adventures continue, and Iwan, having turned into a tree folk, ended up turning into a proper tree. He was then replaced by Akihiko, a kitsune bard demon character, and we ended up pulling from the deck of many things, Kuzin pulling the throne card. Half the party, Kuzin, Sylvia, and Mokol, went to clear out the keep earned by the card, while Sog and Akihiko went to go save Sog's sister from the church. Well, the party found out the keep was owned by the necromancers from earlier, and somehow actually won that fight, killing most, recruiting two. There are still some undead in the vicinity, but we decided to go back to it eventually, which we never did actually. Immediately afterwards, the party got to watch as Lathander descended from the heavens to smite Vardenfell, his holy city, as his church had strayed too far from what it was meant to be and become way too corrupt. The ramifications were felt all over the continent, even where we were on the opposite side. Not long after this, Akihiko ended up getting the boot and ultimately getting replaced with Celeste, a half-elf astrologer, who was actually able to point Kuzin in the right direction towards the Temple of Amontor, he's supposed to go to to reach godhood. But before that, the party went to help Mokol rescue a tribe of kobolds from Nolan's enslavement. The party burst into the camp, spells flying, weapons swinging. However, blood was being drained from the fallen into the mines. When the party followed, partially because Celeste was captured during the fight, and ended up stumbling on a summoning ritual for Yinogu, which was completed as they entered. Outmanned and outgunned, the party grabbed Celeste and made their escape. Once outside with a number of spells and shenanigans, the party managed to turn the mine into a giant crater, killing all inside. When the party returned to Fom, the plan shifted to helping Kuzin reach his godhood. With Mokol and Sylvia retiring to bring in Ishkara, a scorpion lady druid, and Astaroth, a tiefling rogue, before traveling to the desert in search of the lost temple. Kuzin, having really only tapped into his potential sparingly, ended up helping many of the people of the trading town the party made it to, and ended up starting a little bit of a religion to himself, by introducing himself as an acolyte of Kuzin, rather than Kuzin himself, doing things like distributing water and healing diseases. The rest of the party questioned this decision, but ultimately went with it. After their stay in the trading town, the party proceeded to the first of three temples that could potentially be the one they were looking for. 
Upon reaching it, they were met with automaton and salamander-like guards, stating it was dedicated to their god, who was very much not Amanator. After much prayer and divination, they were able to ultimately figure out where they needed to go. Ishkara and Kuzin went in ahead, communing with the spirits there, who were rather enthusiastic about Kuzin being there, although Kuzin could not really see them. Sog and Astaroth sought blessing from their respective gods and patrons before entering, so that they might not burst into flames. Deep in the temple was a giant floating man with many arms, with barriers blocking them from reaching him. Kuzin and Ishkara were able to push through the first and second barriers, while Sog and Celeste were helping Astaroth, who shot herself trying to attack the floating guy. When Kuzin reached the third barrier, everyone else was rewound back in time. So back to the entrance of the room, having the same conversation as earlier. Kuzin, however, connected with the being and discovered that it was a part of him, his godly avatar versus his current body, being his mortal avatar. When the two came together, Kuzin was able to see the present and the moments before the fall of the temple 600 years earlier, and was given a choice. Either stay and save the people, restoring the temple and changing the timeline at the cost of his godhood, or take the power of godhood and sacrifice the people in the past. Kuzin thought hard on it, trying to think up a third option. However, his time was limited, and he apologized to those who had long passed before ascending to godhood. His first act as a freshly awakened god was to allow Misty to ascend as well, restoring her memories and helping her return to her place in the celestial realms. I summed up a lot of the events of the campaign, but that was mostly due to the fact that this campaign has been running for roughly two years now and lots has happened. This is also 99% from memory, so I likely forgot a little bit here and there. However, this campaign has been arguably one of my favorite campaigns I've ever played in ever, and I've got to give all the props to the DM and the other players, who I wouldn't have wanted to go on this adventure with any other group of people. Truly an epic moment for this player and their group. This is what D&D is all about. Please let us know what you think and comment below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel All Things D&D. Our videos are posted every 5 days, so stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.